The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hour two on a Thursday, January 19. Toby and T.J. back with you here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. We got... uh, K.J. Kindler coming up in one hour. Her team fresh off that road win over LSU. Utah coming into the LNC on Sunday, the defending national champion OU women's gymnastics program. Rudy's shows tonight. Six o'clock is the huddle. I get K.J. again tonight at that, as well as Lou Rosselli. We're talking wrestling and women's gymnastics tonight. How about that juxtaposition, T.J.? Uh, then we've got Such the basketball show at 7. Jenny Baranchek and Porter Moser. We'll have a handful of student-athletes joining us for both shows as well tonight. Rudy's come join the show. Watch it live, or you can see it on ESPN Plus tonight. Or listen on your favorite Sooner Radio Network affiliate. Uh, great time with my guys last night, Teach. We hit up Chicken and Pickle. We missed you. We thought about you last night. Um, Drake and Kev had never been there before, and so uh, oh, that really? was fun. I showed him around the place yeah. last night. And uh, we had a good time. We rode up to Stillwater together. We solved all the world's problems, going and coming, and uh, and then, you know. Didn't win the basketball game. I feel but like other a place than that, Drake would have been many times with his group of nerdy friends. Like, gather there to talk about all the movies they've watched right. that are up for Before Academy Awards. Or Oscar watch party or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm, surprising. We, um, we go on last night on the air, and the first segment is done, and I'm like, I, I, I sound muffled. Like I can hear Kevin fine, I can hear you fine, I can hear the audio, the tape fine, but myself, I sound muffled in my headphones. And Drake's like, I got you turned all the way up. And I asked Jefferson City, do I sound okay to you guys? And they're like, yeah, you sound normal. I'm like, all right. Second segment, same thing. He's like, ah. I'm like half the volume of everything else. Does that. Is that not, do you guys not hear that? And they're like, no. I think you're going deaf, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, but I hear you fine. I hear everything else fine. Just you back but in myself, your own headset, right? Coming back at me, I feel like I'm having to yell to hear myself. Oh, looks like it's fine to me. Third segment, same thing. I'm complaining about it again. I'm like, yeah, maybe I need to listen to these headsets, Kev. And he goes, well, hang on a second. And he looks down at, at where I'm plugged in, and my headset's not plugged all the way in. It's only like, you know, he didn't, it didn't, the ear, uh, the the headphone jack. Yeah, I see. I know it's not what you're pushed saying. all the way yes. in. Uh huh. 
And he pushes it all the way in, and it's like, ah, glory hallelujah, you know? <laughs> it's the hallelujah chorus. I was like, oh, my I was afraid I was going to have to call the whole game like that. Thank God you figured that out, Kev. Way to go. We gonna, I said, Kev, we're going to have to start bringing an engineer on the road with us. Please, yeah. Figure these Sounds like Kevin's out. the engineer. It was pretty funny. I thought it was funny. I thought it was pretty hilarious. Ah, uh, the celebrities rolled out last night, TJ yeah, and Gallagher did. Iba. Yeah, they did. TK was there. Um, Barry, the King. Yeah. Barry Switzer was there last night. Matt Holiday was there last night representing Oklahoma State, as was Doug Gottlieb. Doug Gottlieb in the house last night. He was holding court after the game. I'm sure he was. Court. I'm sure he was. All the celebs were out. A lot of questions about where you were. I told him. It's not true. He your didn't get a single had... question about that. No, I, I actually did. I told him that um, I saw Scott Sutton. He's the one that asked about you. Scott Sutton came by before the game, shook hands. Where's TJ? It's like he doesn't really care about OU that much. <laughs> Stop. Um, John Holcomb asking you about, about you last night. Oh, oh, he was, huh? Yeah. He's got my phone number. Funny how he's uh, quit calling or texting me like he used to. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, you know, too good for us now. But he was making sure you're okay. Um, but, yeah, not a, other than that, not a good night if you're a Sooner fan in the LNC. Cowboys win it 72-56. Got to lick your wounds now, Teej. Get back out there on Saturday. Baylor at 3 o'clock. Uh, here is Porter Moser. Not long after the game, not happy about the result. Halftime lead. They go on a huge run to start the second half. Just what was the difference? What you see from them, or, or maybe from you guys defensively? I saw I saw an Oklahoma State team that just played with their confidence just exploded. I know Woody Newton came out and hit that three to start the half, and then I don't I don't I think they scored five out of the six, maybe six out of seven, maybe twenty five out of twenty six, whatever it was, possessions in a row. Our defense, we've been pretty good starting the second halves. We were trying to win the second half, and uh, our defense. Um, and to start it, and you could just see their confidence go. When he, when Woody Newton hit that three, um, I thought Bryce was terrific hitting shots. They all were. They all were. They, they, you just saw the confidence come through, and um, and it just, they just went on a great run and, and completely, um, uh, completely dominated the second half. Right. Think back to like the Iowa State game, the very start of it, have a poor start, able to get it back on track defensively. What was so different in the second half tonight where once it kind of got away, you couldn't get that back? Yeah, we, we, we couldn't get stops. I mean, we couldn't get stops. I mean, um, and I, I think uh, it's the first game in a while that we some of us let our offense dictate our defense. Some of us, um, you know, they, you, you got to have five guys in this league. You got to have five guys connected on defense. If you And we, we weren't, it was, uh, and I got to give Oklahoma State a lot of credit. You know, as mad as I am right now, you got to give. I mean, they were terrific. I mean, they were really terrific. They were clicking on all cylinders. They were, they were rolling. They were shooting. They were going downhill, um, playing with tremendous confidence and effort. So you got to give them a lot of credit. They played outstanding um, on both ends in that second half. And so, um, yeah, I'm disappointed that it, that it got away from us. Uh, um, you know, without a question, um, you know, uh, wasn't indicative of our defense and. Um, 
they, they we, we gave them some confidence, and they just rolled with it, and you got to give them credit with that. Porter talks so often about timely stops, usually at the ends of games, but were, were there any spots in that second half you I could identify now without having seen the tape where a stop here or there might have flipped the, the complexion of everything? You know, I, I felt like... Um, you know, I felt like we couldn't string stops together. That, that, that's, the, that's the thing of coming back. When you come back, like we call them a gap. you got to get three stops in a row. I don't think we had one gap the second half. You know, if we did get a stop or two, I, we didn't have good offense. We, we actually had some good offense possessions at times, um, but not enough to come back and not enough to string gaps. you you, you got to start string, stringing consecutive stops. If we did get a stop, it, we, we didn't get two or three in a row, and, and, and the lead just kept on expanding. Porter, what's the sense of urgency knowing you guys need resume wins? And is it easier to put a game like this in the bank when you know you've got a chance to get a resume win, let's say, this weekend against Baylor? Yeah, I know everybody wants to. Uh, I know it's going to be the, the thing everyone talks about that, but it's it's there's a lot of games. Every game is going to be resume win, um, and we understand that. So uh, we know Baylor. Baylor looked outstanding last night at Texas Tech. They're 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 they're, they're phenomenal, and uh, that's that's what I told our guys. I mean, that's the only thing we have to do is go back. Put our heads on the pillow. Wake up tomorrow, um, and you got 48 hours to prepare for Baylor. And um, but I mean, we we had there's I mean there's still so many games left. So I'm not going to get into this every single game. Talk about the urgency of of uh, resume wins. Um, we're 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 disappointed if we lost. No question. We got to bounce back. Coach, when um, Avery Harrison was on the court tonight, Grant went 0 for 8 uh, from the field. You know, what kind of impact did Avery have um, on the defensive side of the ball? You know, I'll have to watch the, um, the tape of the 0 for 8 thing. I know he had 15 in the first, and I, I don't know if he scored much in the second, but he had a couple nice assists. But I'll, I'll watch the tape, and I'll know more about um, Avery. I think Avery, um, he, he had a terrific game on both ends. Um, but uh, I know Grant was doing really well offensively in the first half. I think he had 15, but I'll, I'll know more when I watch the tape the second half. Um, you're saying he was 0 for 8 in the second half, Grant was? No, he was 0 for 8 when Anderson was on the floor, but he did have zero points in the second half. Though. Okay. I kind of wanted to ask you about the offense. You guys started 9 for 14 in the first 14 minutes, but the final six minutes you guys went 2 for 13. Just kind of curious, in terms of perspective of the offense, what do you feel like went wrong in those final six minutes of the game? I mean, it's so early, right, fresh after the game, to know, um, you know, specifically. Uh, I, I remember, um, you know, I, I thought we had some good in that run. Are you talking about the end of the first half? End of the second half. Oh, end of the second half. Yeah, we weren't very good. Uh, offensively, we left our feet a handful of times. Um, you know, I know Tant, we had some layups. We um, missed a couple shots. I thought we were doing some things. You, what did we say you started off with the first? It was uh, nine for fourteen. To start the first, the second half. The first fourteen minutes. Yeah. And then we just couldn't get stops. We were nine for fourteen. You'd think nine for fourteen on the road is is you'd be in good shape, but we couldn't get stops. We couldn't string stops together, and then. Um, and then I think what happened was what I said earlier is I, I really feel that our, our our defense dictated our off our offense dictated our defense started missing and then we weren't guarding we weren't in um, and then it just uh, in a bad we were in a bad run um, but I, I did I know we were bouncing back answering a handful of times even that first run that they had to start the half we kind of bounced back we're sitting there, we're sitting there going all right we're only down five you know and um, we just we just couldn't string stops up that's really. That's really what it's going to come down. We could not string stops up against them. All right, that's uh, some of what Coach had to say. I I think my assessment has been pretty consistent all year about this team, and we saw it again last night. 
Oklahoma has drought on offense. Um, but in general, they're a good offensive team. They got guys who can score. They lead the Big 12 in field goal percentage. They lead the Big 12 in three-point percentage. They have droughts. They do have, game, you know, seemingly every game, a stretch where they go four or five minutes without a field goal or something. But in general, they have guys that can score. Sherfield, Los is coming alive, Groves Brothers, Nolan's hitting threes off the bench. Jalen Hill's finding offense pretty much every night, double figures. They're, they're a pretty good offensive team. Their issue is on the other end, and I've said this all year. They are not very athletic defensively. And when they run into more athletic teams that just spread them out and take them one-on-one, it's a problem. Jalen Hill's an elite defender. Milo Shuzan is... Good and will be above average. He's got he's got a chance to be a really good defender, but he doesn't know what he doesn't know yet. The other three starters are average, and that might be kind. Yeah. As far as just you know one on one, they're just not athletic. It's not their fault. They're just not. Grant Sherfield is a dynamic player. He's not tremendously athletic nor good defensively. They've got a couple of guys off the bench who are better defensively that they, they try to go with at times. C.J. Nolan's, you know, physical, pretty good. I think Otega Owe will be a very good defender in time, but again, just a puppy. So we have seen it repeatedly this year. Uh, Arkansas... Uh, even the West Virginia comeback, Texas, and OSU did it in the second half last night, where teams say, and they're seeing it on film, so it's not, I mean, this is no secret anymore. Forget offense. Forget all those sets we've been practicing all week. Maybe we'll run a pick and roll or something, but let's just see if our athletes can take their guys off the dribble. And they can. A lot. Now, not every team is capable of doing that, but in this league, a lot are. And so what happens the rest of the season, whether they can figure some things out defensively, maybe mix in a little zone, whatever the case may be, I don't know. Hopefully they can get to the tournament. Hopefully they can get hot. Their offense on nights will be able to overwhelm other teams. They'll play in front of home crowds and have good nights, and hopefully that'll get them to the tournament. But... What they're going to have to do, and Porter and I have talked about this, what they, they he he's going to have to get more athletic. This team's this roster is going to have to get more athletic, and they went and got a couple of guys this recruiting class that fall into that category. They got a couple of guys coming in next year that fall into that category. Going to continue to try to have to hit the portal for that, um, but that is their bugaboo this year. You know, there, there's little things here or there to say, I like this, I don't like this, whatever. But the big issue for this team, in my opinion, is lack of athleticism on defense. And other teams have been able to take advantage of it to hurt them. And certainly that happened last night. And then the snowball just got rolling downhill on him. And he's right. OSU, give them credit. They played a fantastic 
second half of basketball last night. All right, break time. We'll get to some more of your text next. Back up to this. This OU Coaches interview is brought to you by the Landers Auto Group of Norman. Landers Chevy at I-35 and Ed Noble Parkway and Landers CDJR at 481 North Interstate Drive next to Walmart. Put on your uh, pretty clothes this weekend. It might Grab be a your lady weekend for me. And head on out to Riverwind Casino. They bring you the T-Row in the morning show each and every day. Maybe that'll uh, start a win streak. Maybe I'll wear my boots to the game Saturday, see if we can ignite a win Ooh, streak. Have you called a game in your boots? No. Uh-uh. Huh. I have not worn my boots anywhere but Nashville, Tennessee so far. Is that out of embarrassment? Are you embarrassed to wear the boots? Why aren't you not rocking the boots I d- more? I, well, I, I don't know what occasion I would have worn them to. I wore boots to the bowling party the other night. Then changed into my bowling shoes, then back into my boots. Yeah, I guess I'm new to the boot game, and so I don't know exactly what outfit they go with that I would wear, you know? I guess it's fine with anything. I don't know. I'm just, like, if I wore jeans and a sweatshirt, I wouldn't think boots would be what I'd wear with that. Mm, Probably not a sweatshirt. Depends on the, is it a nice sweatshirt? Hasn't been any occasions (laughs) that I've been out I guess the bowling party was an occasion. I don't even remember what I wore to that, but uh, yeah, I just have it. I, all right, I don't know. I, maybe Saturday's the day. Maybe, maybe I'll rock them. I stood and talked with your wife a little about the boots, and she said, "Oh yeah, she was extremely worried at first, mm-hmm. and then uh, you put them on, and she said they worked." So. Yeah, they yeah. worked. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, big thanks to Riverwind Casino for bringing you the T-Row in the morning show. Air Comfort Solutions. I, I even line. grossed myself out a little bit there. I'm sorry. Uh, these OU fans need to know, Toby hates cats. He hates all hate cats that. except for the t- cat Toby Rowland. I love Toby Rowland, uh, property of Stephen Frieda White in McAllister, Oklahoma. That's my favorite cat. Uh, my dog, uh, Pitt, is named Samaje Pirine. <laughs> See, it makes you laugh. Oh, there's a picture of Samaje laying next to a uh, number 34 jersey. Look at that. How about that? If you could name your next dog, first and last name after someone, who would it be? Hmm. I mean, obviously, my all-time favorite is uh, player is Nolan Ryan, but my kid's already named after Nolan Ryan. So, well, kind of. Well, I mean, middle name's Ryan, yeah. Um, received in the Bronx. So. I would say King Griffey Jr. That's a good name. But I've got a friend whose dog is named King Griffey Jr. Oh, well. So, um, maybe Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. A dog named Tom Brady would be kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Especially if he was like, like a like a big sluggish kind of slow dog, and you just named him Tom Brady. I feel like it's too mainstream. Like yeah. I feel like you've got to get a role player for it to be funny. Like with a dog, you know. You what got, if I named got... my next dog T.J. Perry? Well, well, that would be a conversation just after starter. myself. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Henry. Next <laughs> <laughs> dog. Kevin ordered a chicken sandwich last night. Finished it. He goes, that was good. A little messy, but good. I would have eaten it with a fork and knife if you guys weren't here. I was like, well, you could have, you could have eaten it with a fork and knife. We would, it would have made for good conversation on the radio tomorrow. He goes, I know. That's why I didn't use it. 
Kevin Henry eating a sandwich or a burger or something sounds like he has the same difficulties you have with skinny fries that I don't understand what either of you are talking about. Like, you're like, oh, my fingers don't work. I can't pick up the skinny fries. He's like, oh, these sandwiches are so messy. I've got to eat with utensils. (laughs) I don't understand it. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I still support our guys. But uh, Uzan has to stop passing up open shots. He needs to be more selfish. He passes up too many chances, Boomer, sooner. All right. Uh, I blame the air horn, this texter says. <laughs> the, I saw that was a big topic of conversation on Twitter last night, too. There was a, uh artificial noisemaker mm-hmm. that we had to stop the game to get rid of last night. I would disagree that OU was good in the first half. So many uh, ops to build a double-digit lead in the first half, but we had to so many bad trips on O while OSU was struggling. All right. Th- that was – I thought they were good in the first half, but it was – I remember at one point OSU went on a six- or seven-minute drought. Yeah, and I did look up and say, "Man, would have been nice to have a bigger lead." You should have a bigger lead. I think at that point it was six points. I said, "You should have a." You've held them scoreless or, or without a field goal for, you know, this almost the seven minutes. You should have built a bigger lead by then. So I get what that texture's saying with yeah. that. Yeah. I was, I would say it was. They were up six on the road at halftime. I, yeah, I, I, whatever you shot, that was a pretty good half of basketball for them. Not great. I mean, they didn't shoot a great percentage and could have could have no, been up no. more, but compared to the second half, it was first brilliant. Half was much better. It was brilliant. <laughs> uh, I remember when Groves had thirty against Kansas in the NCAA tournament. Thirty-five. Uh, James Draws wants to know what happened. Um. Well, he's had some big games at OU. He has not had a thirty-five point game at OU. Um, He's had a 30-point, hasn't he? He is the, yeah. I think he had 30. High 20s someone. at least. Okay. I, I do. Okay. I feels like he had a 30 last year maybe. Um, He's averaging 11 points a game and is the one of the top five rebounders in this conference. So that's pretty good. Now, he's not going out and putting 35 on everybody every night. He's been inconsistent. It would be my criticism. There are nights like the last couple of games where he gives you single-digit output scoring and you would like for more. And then he has nights like, uh, you know, three or four games ago where he goes 17 and 10 or something like that and has a big double-double and is a major impact. So the consistency you wish was better from Tanner. And some but, of that comes with being able to stay on the floor, which goes back yes. to your last segment of being able to defend quick athletic guys. Foul trouble's yeah. been an issue for him. He's not playing as many minutes as he'd like to. Uh, he's not shooting the ball as well this year as he did last year. Um, all of that. I mean, I think that in this conference, this is probably about what he is, which is – like the numbers are for the minutes he's playing to be a 11 and 7 guy 
you know, with the with the possibility of going for twenty. Last night he had eleven rebounds. Um, that's pretty good. He's not going to dominate a game. He's not. That's not who he is. But he is a good piece. He's a lightning rod for fans and for officials. They really love calling fouls on him. Um, but I, he's a good player. Not every night is a great night, but he's a good he's a good player, and he's a great kid, and he really wants it badly. Like you don't ever have to worry about the effort being there with Tanner Groves. He really plays hard, practices hard, is a great leader, and wish he could be more consistent this year. That's probably the one downfall, but hopefully he's got a hot streak coming. Oh, great. Toby says the guys play better away from home, and we've got our first game in person this Saturday. I should have driven to an away game. (laughs) Yeah, I think they've been better away from home this year. I think they've when you count, I, I word that specifically, I'm counting the neutral site games in there. Uh, I don't know that their record would necessarily agree with that. But just level of basketball, I feel like they've played better quality basketball away from home than they have at home this season. And I don't know what the reason for that is. But last night certainly was not one of those nights, uh, but... Please, come on out to the game anyway on Saturday. Wear white. It's a whiteout Saturday. Every day will or will not be there Saturday. Exactly. I will or will not be there. One of the two. Every game in the Big 12 basketball is a toss-up. It's just great basketball. That's from Ralph in Tulsa. No, that's right. I mean, I think it's important. For me, I'll talk to myself. This is not... I'm not trying to be preachy here. Go I'm ahead and have to, a conversation with yourself here. Go I, ahead. I'm trying to talk to myself because it's exhausting if you don't take this approach. Like, the texter's right. Anything can happen on any night, and you cannot uh, get too excited about a good performance, and you cannot get too down about a bad performance because the next one's coming tomorrow. I mean, it's just coming like a train right at you. I and hear that train coming. For example... Uh, who did TCU play Saturday? TCU. TCU Saturday. Ah, uh, uh, who did they play Saturday? Kansas State. TCU hosted Kansas State Saturday. Previously undefeated Kansas State in the Big 12. And TCU smacked them, beat them. Killed them, really. All all day long in control by double digits against Kansas State. Last night, they go on the road to previously winless West Virginia. Crushed. Not in it. Tried to make a late run to get back in the thing, but West Virginia dominated that game from start to finish. Uh, lost by 9 or 10. Same team. Played the first place team, beat them badly, then played the last place team, lost to them badly. So you've got to be really good at flushing it. Win or lose, you got to flush it, Teach, and move on. And, I mean, the texture's right. It's just 
if you think you're good, if you play well and then you go, like, yeah, we're good, you're you're just asking to get it handed to you. And if you play poorly and wallow in it, you're just asking to get it handed to you again. So, As the great American poet Taylor Swift once wrote, TJ, you've got to shake it off. <laughs> we'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. We were listening. Sorry, dog's going off. We were listening to, um, Kevin and Drake and I were listening to Tyler and uh, what's the young guy that works for us named the recruiting kid? Uh, Porker. Parker. Yeah, we were listening oh, Parker. to Parker. Yeah, that's Parker and Tyler yesterday on the drive up. And they were talking basketball, Teach. They were talking a little, you know, they were breaking it down, the Bedlam basketball game last night. And uh, Parker asked Tyler if he was going to go up for the game. And Tyler, and I want you to, while I say this, TJ, think of Tyler McComas living by himself, eating fast food every day. Uh, that Tyler McComas. Remember that guy? I remember that guy, yeah. Tyler said to Parker, nah, I don't think so. Uh, I wouldn't get back home till like 11 o'clock or so. That's too late for me. <laughs> oh, probably had a uh, wine night or something last night. So, yeah. Oh, I'm sure they had a tasting. Yeah, yeah wine I'm tasting sure that or something. Yeah, that he had to get home or, to. Uh, some sort of a social gathering in Midtown. I don't feel so bad then when you asked me and I said, I like sleep. I'm... I at least have a show at 6 a.m. that I have to be yeah. here earlier than that for. I don't. Tyler rolls in like 9, 9:30, 10 sometimes. So yeah, yeah. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta be fair here. If we're gonna be um, critical of the team being soft, we gotta be critical of the media being soft as well. The OU media, <laughs> very soft. Oh, it's too late. Oh my God, it's too late. You know who was at the game last night? Uh, this guy. And you know who was up early this morning? This guy. You're a soldier. You're so a warrior. Suck I it want... up, Buttercup. I, I don't never deny you're a warrior. A lot of people use the term professional, but that's okay. I'll take warrior. Yeah, I call you a warrior. You're not very professional at all. I just call you a warrior. Sooner women win last night, 93-66. Chris Plank on the call down in Fort Worth. They shot the ball well. They routed him from the opening tip last night. And uh, Maddie Williams and Jenny Baranchek with our Chris Plank after the game. 93-66, Oklahoma wins tonight over TCU. We're joined courtside by head coach Jenny Baranchek and by Maddie Williams. First of all, coach, I mean, what a performance by this team tonight. I know. How about the way that we came out in the first quarter? I thought was just phenomenal. I thought the pace was so great. And um, honestly, there were there was a lot of highlight reel material, to be honest. And I think, you know, as 
even this going into the second quarter. And then, you know, in the second half, we're going to we're gonna learn some things, but we had some really major great, great, great moments, and that's really what we need to focus on. Maddie, another great second half for you. What kind of keyed you, not just, well, let's start at the beginning. This team started hot. What keyed this hard start, a hot start for you guys? Um, I think just knowing that we need to come in and set the tone um, and be the aggressors tonight, um, we were able to do that. So uh, that's how we got off to a hot start. You know, Coach talks about having fun. You look like you were having fun, like the smile. And I know you're going up against a former teammate here. It happened at Texas Tech, but it really seemed like you were having fun tonight. Is that a fair assessment of what we saw here this evening? Yeah, I mean, I mean, why not? This is a game that we love, so um, why not show that through smiles and playing hard and playing with some joy? I don't know what the final numbers say, Coach, but they had Maddie at, what, 19 points? As they- yep, so 19 points, yeah. I th- yeah, she was she was really – I thought Maddie was phenomenal, to be honest. And then four assists, I think, is also an incredible stat line. So, I mean, you look at that. I mean, you go down the line. I mean, Nevea with eight assists, Anna with five assists, Maddie with four assists. I mean, that's, that's your leadership. I mean, Liz with three assists. I think that's absolutely incredible. And um, how fun to watch this team continue just to get better and better. I thought the balance was really good. And, and that's the hard thing is that when you have games like this and you – get up and you got to come back out in the second half um you know we could have we needed to come out in the second half a little bit better but i love the way that we set the tone in the first half um and honestly it was just it was really really fun to be able to watch the balance all right so the women are rolling they win again they're in first place in the big 12 ranked number 12 in the nation bedlam saturday night six o'clock again a possibility for history saturday night as Taylor Robertson is now just four three-pointers away from tying, five away from breaking the all-time NCAA three-point record. TJ, is it 491? Is that what it is? Do you have any idea? Have you talked about this? I I have no idea. Uh, I'll look this up real fast. It's it's an ungodly number. We're talking about three-pointers. 497. I was close. Kelsey Mitchell of Ohio State made 497 three pointers, TJ. Think about that. That's what? Only 12 more than what you had in your career. (laughs) Right? That's right. (laughs) Well, at least say it is. Ohio State, uh, she played from 2015 to 18, so this is not that old of a record. Uh, Taylor Robertson now 493. So, four makes, would tie it, five makes, and, I mean, that's the kind of thing you stop the game for, isn't it? Are we allowed to do that in college? Oh, We stop the game for a record like that? Yes, absolutely. You, you, uh, you know, let her keep the ball, you... Uh, recognize her, get the standing ovation, and then uh, continue on with the game. But absolutely, you pause the game for something What's like that. What's the men's record? Uh, we may need to stop saying just women's. Men's, uh, men's NC. What do you think, more or less? That's a lot, man. That's a lot, dude. You would think if a guy's that good of an outside shooter, he didn't play for, you know, as many years. So guys jump to the league. So Ooh, Okay. We could have a couple of celebrations here, Teach. The men's record is held by Fletcher McGee. What a great name. <laughs> I've got a dog named Fletcher McGee. 
Uh, let me see here. Uh, Steph Curry made 414. J.J. Redick, 457. This says Fletcher McGee, 513 for Wofford. Oh, well, sure. Um, it's, knock on wood, stay healthy. She's going to pass that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if this is – make sure this isn't current. Oh, okay. Antoine Davis of Detroit Mercy. This is the guy that's been on SportsCenter. Uh, he went for 40 for a fourth straight year. They had him on SportsCenter. So 513. He's still playing. Golly, man. That's a lot. It'll be hard to catch him. I mean, it's not – so she's – 493. She's 20 behind him, and they're both still playing. So mm. I guess it could come down to, like, Detroit Mercy not going to the postseason. <laughs> right. Taylor's got to keep pace or maybe close ground a little bit if she can and then hope for a long postseason run. Is this guy 28 and a seventh-year senior or something? What's going on? Well, they both are getting extra they years They are getting the extra stuff, years. I think. So, yeah. yeah, that's right. Anyway. Four to tie, five for the all-time women's record on Saturday. Doubleheader Saturday. It's a lot of shots. White out Saturday at the LNC. TJ, if you do decide to come to the game, wear that M&M outfit that you wear from time to time, that all-white outfit that you've got, the puffy coat and everything. Right. Why do you make wear fun that. of that outfit? I'm not. I'm, it's a white out. I'm telling you to wear that outfit if you have a chance Saturday. Break time. 749. We'll be back. This OU Coaches interview is brought to you by the Landers Auto Group of Norman. Landers Chevy at I-35 and Ed Noble Parkway and Landers CDJR at 481 North Interstate Drive next to Walmart. Every day, Riverwind Casino brings you the T-Row in the morning show, OKC's number one gaming destination. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Statues crumble for me. Hundreds of games to choose from, blackjack tables, showplace theater, the hotel if you want to stay for a uh, night or two, perhaps the weekend, maybe even a week. It's your choice. Showplace theater opening soon with uh, concerts again. I've been promised Earth, Wind, and Fire. We'll see. Nice. Air Comfort Solutions. Which do you prefer, Earth, Wind, or Fire? Um, I prefer Earth Yeah. without Wind or Fire, yeah. Although wind on a hot summer day is sometimes nice. Uh, breeze. I prefer a breeze to sure, wind. Sure. The story of the cat named Toby Rowland has inspired me. I'm getting goats in the spring, and I believe that one should be named T.J. Perry. Yes. <laughs> the goat. <laughs> uh, oh. I love it. Uh, I should be I named after uh, Goat should name, be named after me. Uh, the okay definitely most of the game. The okay. The okay, definitely most of the game, not the officiating, but during the game, I was frustrated the first 10 minutes of the half that OU wasn't, OSU wasn't called for a foul until the 11th minute mark, uh, while OU received a few, a few touch calls. Again, not the reason for the loss, but it also seemed to point that OU lost their composure. I know uh, this is a frustration of the staff at times. Do you feel the players have that in their heads as well? Is he talking about the officiating? Yes. Do I'm trying to follow that. Is text. the officiating in their head as well, thinking oh. they're getting called for things that maybe they shouldn't be getting called for, touch fouls, stuff like I that. I think it definitely is with Tanner. 
And there's no doubt it, in Tanner's I don't know head. how it couldn't be, honestly, because he he is officiated differently. Uh, he is called for ticky-tack stuff, and then he gets hammered on the offensive end and nothing gets called. And it's consistently gone on all year. Uh, well, uh, in Big 12 play. So he's definitely thinking about it and struggling with it, and I don't know why it is the way it is, but... That's definitely the case with him. I don't think anybody else I've noticed worrying too much about it. Toby called for it, and he got it. That game was laughable. Sean from Shawnee. What'd you call for? I don't know. Whatever it was, you got it. I got it. Butt kicking. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I asked for it, huh? Uh, I guess so. Uh, John Higgins game day concerns, spray tan or tanning bed. Will his hair be adversely affected by sweating during the game? Those are his concerns. So He is the most chill referee. Like, no sweat. He doesn't sweat. He doesn't even look like he's working hard. He's chomping on gum the whole time. There are some guys that are out there and you're worried they're going to have a heart attack, you know, running up and down and stuff. Higgins is just cool, man. He's just, he wears the sweatpants. He's got the hair, you know. Sure, I'll go check it out. You know, it's... looks like he'd say "bro" or "bra" a lot. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. surfer. Yeah. He's yeah. a surfer for sure. Uh... <laughs> Probably likes bean sprouts on his salad. You know, that kind of a guy. <laughs> Absolutely, a lot of hummus in his diet. <laughs> Uh, that was certainly quite a showing last night. Bet you guys get more texts today complaining about the performance than actually show up for home games where their voices could be heard. The hmm face emoji. Ouch. Ouch. Uh, let's see here. What was Tanner Groves plus minus last night? Because it seemed like when he was on the floor, they struggled more than with other lineups. <laughs> Do you have that? Uh, I'll look for it. I, I might. It would be in my uh, bag, so I'll have to check during this break. Uh, When we come back, though, we're talking to K.J. Kindler, OU women's gymnastics coach, off a big win in Baton Rouge. We'll be back.